0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
2: This is the semi-cool voice from me, your local announcer.
0: Job number
2: one, moving the hot and the cold while in the chain changes. What? But did, would you write that down and tell me what that was? No, no, no. no I'm Let me just give you a gonna. More of this I just, I, I just
1: marvel from the sidelines. The sidelines. <clears throat> yeah, the sidecar.
2: Uh, are you kidding me, you? that you? Uh, you
1: did I not understand that? No, no you, I'm not no, kidding. You I didn't like, understand a word of that. Well,
2: no, you look like <laughs> you've gotten a, 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 a very soft. <laughs> Look no, Tom. To I do
1: not have a new haircut. Hi, everyone. Happy Monday to you. Hey, and twenty-one. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Hmm. So we had a big night Friday night.
2: Yeah. What happened?
1: We went to the Bonton again. Yeah.
2: Well, wait a minute. I was there, wasn't I? You were. Yeah, yes, well. you were. So was Dominic <laughs> well, I Massa. There. I thought something and awesome.
1: it was. It was a lovely evening. <clears throat> Debbie said she didn't leave until three thirty.
2: Wow, well, that's a party!
1: Well, I knew that it was going to be like that. I was tempted to try and go later just to to wind it down, but um, but you know we're not really members of the core group that went every week or every day or anything like that. So we're just sort of observers. But it was, and so it was fine just to observe right after the show. It was lovely, mm-hmm. and <laughs> it was a great time, good. It was a good meal. Who? Cool. It was a good meal. I got to see what the yeah. Alvin sauce was. I ordered that.
2: Yeah. Did you like that?
1: I did. I was really surprised. It doesn't sound like something it you really should doesn't. like. It sounds it's like a gooey. It's like beef bouillon gooey, base but it's sauce like with some mushrooms, mm-hmm. and you pour that over fried seafood, and it sounds ridiculous, but it's actually really good. It was good. <laughs> It came, the oysters came uh, around, they were surrounded, or they surrounded a pile of um, rice, like seasoned rice, and it was good. I thought it was really good. We were we were cracking up at the crab meat au gratin, which mm-hmm. uh, we knew had some sort of processed cheese on it.
2: A processed cheese?
1: Yeah, Dominic and I were trying to figure out if it uh-huh. was... If it was Velveeta or American cheese, but it was American cheese.
2: Well, it's always something out there. You melted
1: know? on the top.
2: Hmm. And you what know, color was, was it?
1: It was the color of melted American cheese. Melted American cheese. That very American pale cheese. yellow. That, that, very a, very pale that
2: would yellow. be a Good name for a for a a, a, a book.
1: <laughs> melted yeah, American gonna, cheese.
2: Yeah. Okay. It's just an idea I had. Yeah. Got a really. You have get a lot of those.
1: Yeah, you do. You get a lot of those. Two six zero six three six eight is the number if you would like to talk to us. We are talking, as we do every Monday through Friday, for two hours about nothing but food. Yeah, I
2: mean, we'll take it anywhere you want it to be taken, and uh, you will find it delighted that it's just the way that happens. You get a good conversation going, and it takes over, and then, then you're happy. At least I am. Yeah, you're looking at me like you don't quite. I'm believe. just looking
1: at you like I always look at you, Tom, <laughs> <laughs>
2: which is and what would which that is be? kind
1: of WTF, as they say. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight. So we went to the Bonton. Yeah, and it was a fun, fun time. He is so nice. I just so enjoy Dominic Massa, and um, we had a great time. And then, <clears throat> and then we left, and that was the end of the Bonton. So. If anyone else has any remembrances of the Bon Ton, that is, uh, this is the time to say it, because it's going to be closed and renovated, and who knows what turns up there next.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one of the things about it coming out right now is that's been sticking in my mind is uh, that they are going to be replaced by somebody else. The guys across the street are moving yeah. something, there. I don't right. know what. That's right. huh. And uh, <clears throat> so that neighborhood... Is really stepping up a good bit.
1: You were talking about the gas lights. We have a piece about uh, an au revoir to mm-hmm. the bonton today in nomenu.com, Yeah. Along with a recipe for the salad dressing, which is super good.
2: And you like. You but
1: like you it. were talking about when you, when you were first when you first walked into the place. You were on your way home. Every Was that when life, you were living? Was that when you were living in the Warehouse District uh, <laughs> or the CBD?
2: No, I was past that. Didn't you? I, I was not far away from it. Didn't you live? Where did you live? 728 Camp Street. That would be. So you, is it across Poitras? Uh, it's a little. Uh, no. No. It's, uh, you know, the, uh, the the very beautiful uh, uh, steeple
1: Uh-huh. There, uh, with, oh okay so you live by the church around the corner of the you live by thing. the yeah. church yeah, okay by, by so the then you church. would have been walking home then because you lived there in the yeah. 70s didn't you
2: yeah well by that time i was living out in i'm not sure where
1: when I, did the when did the transformation uh for people who are not from here the warehouse district is <clears throat> excuse me, just a vibrant city neighborhood, but Very much so. there was a time when the warehouse district was absolutely desolate buildings.
2: Terrible, and in I mean, terrible shape. It
1: was just really, really not someplace you should be hanging out, and I remember at Mardi Gras, my parents were not into Mardi Gras, and Kids, obviously, are into Mardi Gras. So my mm-hmm. parents decided that they would they would do a bastardization of going to Mardi Gras and just allow us to get the kinds of endless trinkets that you would be getting at the end of a parade. Yep. Now, that's not true anymore because well, it used we, to be... We, we
2: took our share of it uh, on that day, too. Well, it
1: used to be where the... The parades, I I don't know why it's so different now, but you're more likely now to be told at the end of a parade route that they're all out than back then when you would be in the warehouse district and the floats would be emptying out and they would literally take boxes and dump them on the ground and there would just be like this mass pile of junk. Anyway, that's what we did back in the day before the warehouse district became what it is now. Do you think it was the World's Fair in 1984 that changed the warehouse district from what oh, it was into a neighborhood?
2: There's no question about it. <clears throat> okay, that's I mean, it? it? It was a warehouse district, and it was nothing okay. more than that. Uh, I worked close enough to there that I would wind up, some down some really slicey, yeah. No,
1: no some, it was, it, uh, it was. Areas. I remember it very well. So, the world, so when the World's Fair came in, yeah,
2: 1984,
1: and operated in 1984, they changed the, the dynamic of the warehouse district forever. Is that when it started gentrifying?
2: Well, then it then it started getting into that, you know, snappy, nice looking,
1: yeah. All uh, the buildings were built- redone. I remember that, um, that, um. There was an Italian restaurant. I think it was on Peter's. I think it was on Peter's In the World's Fair Time, and I'm trying to remember what it was. But anyway, there was an Italian restaurant that I liked in the warehouse district on Peter's, and then the whole warehouse district was transformed. And I don't really mean to get into all this but i was thinking about that when i was thinking about the story that you told about going to the bantan for the first time mm-hmm. and uh <clears throat> and on your way home noticing the Bonton. yeah but well, at that I'd,
2: time I'd always noticed the it, whole but, uh,
1: place down there was nothing like it is now nothing that like is it true. is now it was well it's different it was <laughs> Not gentrified, let's put it that way. <laughs> no,
2: it was pretty rough back there. I remember <laughs> it was uh, rough, s- yeah. especially
1: during Mardi Gras because
2: you could sneak down those back alleys. As a matter of fact, you know that that two block uh strip there that you like to use to park a car right off Poitras? That's right off there was a lot of f- they, these are very narrow uh uh strips of, of uh- where
1: I parked the car in Poitras,
2: yeah. I don't. You know, commerce is the name of one. Yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. By okay. yeah, by yeah, uh-huh, Yeah. Sure. So it's
2: like three blocks long. Yeah. And uh, and that was like splurting all over the place. But at that time, it was. Yeah, a, it
1: was. A, a it was junky. Really. Not good. Of place. Not good at all. So then we went to Vontown on Friday night. We had a great meal. It was a wonderful. Warm and fuzzy, a lot of good moments to observe of all the families for whom the bantan had been an integral part of their family story. They were coming as a collective unit, large parties to say goodbye. And it was a a sweet and charming scene. We walked in at 5 o'clock. And uh, Debbie said, well, I need a table. I'm going to give you this table, but I need it for 7. So we were there a lot longer than I expected to be. I promised her that we would definitely be out, should have the table by 7. But it was 6.30 when Tom was contemplating getting bread pudding, which – we did allow you to have Tom, but well, we made you eat it fast so that we could turn the table at 6:45 and they could prep it for the seven o'clock reservation. True. But but they were coming in there in large parties all night. It was really sweet. It was very sweet.
2: Well, the, the bread pudding is one of their real. Uh,
1: that, it's that probably it's probably very different than any other bread pudding being served is, out there it's now. Very very heavy. Yeah, uh-huh.
2: which would have been rule number one against making a really good bread pudding bread pudding
1: well you i'm shouldn't. sure at that time bread pudding was heavy i have. No I mean doubt. that's like the number one thing to say about the Bonton. it operated in its own universe yeah it and that was part of the charm of it and um you know i mean you would never see a crab meat au gratin with american cheese melted on top it's just not often. so not cool but there it is still in 2020 Anyway, it was a it was a wonderful way to end the week to go on over to the Bonton. It was nice it was, to see it Dominic. Nice. It was fun, and Don then uh, is on.
2: Dominic is on. Don, Don, is, Don on. is on. Don is on. Don is Don on. Is I
1: on. Get it. <laughs> Hello, Don. <laughs> Hello, how are you? We're good. How about you?
3: Can you hear? Okay, I am great. I, I can hear you fine. Can you hear me?
2: We're perfect then.
1: I have a change. feeling you have something to say about the warehouse district.
3: <sighs> no, I'm calling about um, calling about what I did this weekend. I told you I couldn't tell you,
1: oh. but yes, now I yes, now yes. I
3: can. So I had a surprise uh, birthday party for my wife and about fifty friends.
2: How how at, old is she?
3: Uh, I'm not going to tell you that. Well,
2: well, what does she weigh? Don, at? Don, you have to understand,
1: Tom really gets off on things like having women tell you how old they are and how much they weigh. So go ahead. Just move
3: past Yeah. It. Okay. So it was about 50 friends. Uh, we did the Rex Room. And I have to say, they blew the place out.
1: I'm they sure. did
3: a fantastic, you know, and I'm like Tom, the food is, you don't go necessarily for the food. There's more to Antoine's than just the food. Oh, but they, much more. Food was, the food was incredible. I mean, they were there about 30 minutes before we were, the guests. <laughs> so they had a bar. They were passing canapes. They were passing all sorts of things. Uh, at the table, there was shrimp ramalade, crab meat ravagat, oysters Rockefeller. The crab meat this weekend was incredible. Each ravagat had to have a pound of crab meat. It was oh, wow. mostly which you were talking about last week, that the marbles of crab meat, those big yes. knuckles, uh-huh. that's what it was. Um, you, you had two choices of either the uh, gulf fish uh, Pontchartrain or the filet with Marchand de vin. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh.
3: The fish, The fish was served perfectly with at least a quarter pound of crab meat on top of each. Oh, wow. The, the filets were easily 10 ounces each. <laughs> it was it was just i I cannot say enough about what they did, how they did it it was um it was a milestone birthday, Tom. I'll give you that
2: okay. well before you but, before um, you blow out the uh, the, the candles there uh, let me may, may <laughs> I ask you something about that you uh you just oh gosh I may have missed this
1: Antoines say antoine's, antoine's mm-hmm.
2: and there was one other oh. thing you mentioned about uh, something else that caught my uh, the Rex
1: room. Don, I have a feeling you throw a really good party, so I would yeah. have expected was, nothing less of Antoine's. Well, the, part, the party
3: started at about, uh, I, we got there at 8, left at around 11. We had a great trio that we hired. The music was perfect. Oh, uh, we wow. wound up out, wound up all night, really, we were out, woke up with the neighbors, went to brunch at Dominica at 11, and got home at 11 p.m. So uh, it, was, wow. uh, it was a long weekend. You, you're swinging,
2: man. You are. You got it going.
1: Well, all I gotta, gotta say live. is that's a heck of a birthday.
3: Oh, look, spa day all day at uh, at the Ritz. And uh, she, you know, one disappointing, one disappointing thing over the weekend. We had always been regulars at the Bombay Club when Richard and Willie Fisk owned it. Yeah. And uh-huh. we had gotten to be we had gotten to be good friends with them, and we literally held court in that bar or that restaurant every Saturday night for 15 years.
1: Oh, wow. So I, ha-
3: I had not gone back since, it was, um, since the new group took it over. So I made a reservation on Open Table, and I thought that it would be nostalgic that we go back, we get a booth, etc. Well, the place is really nice. It still looks awesome. What they fail to tell you is it is bar food only now. Mm. So not only did Open Table take the reservation, they sat us in a booth and said, "Okay, here's the menu." I said, "Well, this must be the wrong menu." Oh no, we don't do dinner service anymore. We haven't done that in over a year. Where, where is this thinking,
1: Bombay Club? Oh, the Bombay, the Bombay Club? Club.
3: Really? It's just yeah,
2: music.
3: No, it's, it's bar it's just, food. It's just bar, bar food. Oh, and, okay. I am, I and I am and I am going to say we we ordered two appetizers and they were actually very good.
0: Yeah. But when
3: you go in expecting to have dinner. Yeah. And the fact that Open Table took the reservation for a bar, I was uh-huh. sort of put off by that. And that we use strange. Open Table a lot, a lot. Uh
1: huh. Like well, eight, the, not,
3: like six, to eight times a month.
2: We I'm it. not saying this to uh, to you know help them help them get off of that uh, hook there, but uh, they've always kind of been much more of a bar than it has a, a, on a restaurant. I, I remember the f- the first yeah. original place that they operated in. And it was a great bar and uh, once in a while French
1: fries. I kind of would want to, I don't know that I would want to eat a meal there anyway. It seemed like, it definitely does seem more like a bar food kind of place. I'll bet you the food was good though.
3: No, but but to, to, to back up to what it was, I mean, there were there were private booths all along the wall. You could eat in the captain's room in the back. They were private. It was a full
1: service five uh, star. It was
3: it was a full service. It was a cool place. Service. It is a
1: cool place.
3: Yeah, it is a cool place, but <laughs> it's not what it was, unfortunately. Yeah. And I don't know what to say about those folks. I'm not going to say it's anything. It's a common so, um,
1: story. It's not what it was, you know.
3: Yeah, I guess it just means I'm getting old.
1: Uh, hey you i'll bet you're the only one here let me check on that
2: yeah it turns out that there are three or four people
1: well all i gotta say don is uh i hope your wife treats you good too she does
3: and look i always that's that's what life's about you do what you can do when you can do it because uh who knows (laughs) that's right enjoy every day
1: that's so. right. All
2: right. Yeah. Just wanted just wanted to show you guys. I'll send you some pictures, Marianne. Thank you very much for all that. that. And uh, thank you for sharing everything. And
1: That's we'll great. talk We're to you another time. we take a time. break, and we'll be back. 260-6368 is the number. You're listening to WWL
2: 105.3 Hi, hi. It's the Food Show. Low, low, too. I don't know. We just put it all together and shake it up and see what happens. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. You are more than – Welcome to come on in and tell us about what you've been eating lately. Uh, We have had a lot to talk about in the first half hour of our program. Maybe you've wondered about it, but the Bonton Restaurant, which is a long-running third-oldest restaurant in New Orleans, (laughs) which is saying something – uh, we were talking about that a lot, but uh, I think we've about exhausted that for the moment. But if we don't, we just keep on going. So we go along with you, too. So what's uh, on your mind uh, is welcome here all the time, every day. The Food Show, two six zero six three six eight. Ding, ding. All right. Yep.
1: So um, we also went out to Krabby Shack over the weekend. I
2: was there, too.
1: Get out. I was. Are you stalking me?
2: Stalking me? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, <I'm... laughs>
1: anyway, uh, we went <clears throat> with Tom's sisters to, uh, to Krabby Shack, and they wanted to eat fried seafood. So I said, well, if you want to eat fried seafood, let's go to this place that has this massive seafood platter called the Mega Basket and you put it in the middle of the table and it's sort of like this fried seafood trough that everyone eats from
2: you could take a nap in it
1: it was it was big yeah
2: yeah it was big
1: it was very good too it was all it, what they had on it was things that i didn't realize that they had they had um they had of course a pile of french fries underneath and they had a lot of fried fish and then a lot of shrimp, a lot of oysters, and they had gigantic, like, baseball-sized hush puppies. But they also had other round things the size of a baseball, and those turned out to be stuffed shrimp. Mm. <clears throat> and it was really good.
2: Those were good. Uh, you, that place has been good since day one.
1: Well, it is good. And it's, it's, it's just hooked good. up it's with really Keith good. Young.
2: Uh there's a connection there. I don't know exactly what it is. That he owns
1: it just like he just, <clears throat> just like Keith Young's Steakhouse Krabby Shack is the other place down the street and uh both of them are excellent, top quality everything. So yep, yep, um yep. but we wanted to go I wanted to take a picture of that mega basket. So
2: That was something. You I could said, jump if into it. I said we're all
1: going to eat fried seafood then here's what we have to get. So we did and I mean if you're getting a bunch of seafood platters why not just all get this one thing, which is fifty dollars, and it feeds everyone except, except me? Tom, I had a Who, of beef. course, had to get a gigantic roast, roast beef, beef poor boy, poor boy instead, <laughs> and took most of it home. I don't know they make a real good, kind of good one like there. It's your, hard to resist your standard thing now, Tom. You order things and then don't eat them. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Uh, today you would be normally your singing day, but I don't think you're going to be doing it. You tell me. So. I uh, yeah, I. I uh, it's. Uh, kind of another end of an era. Tom is losing all of his opportunities to sing. It's a very sad thing. Yeah. Huh? It's a very sad thing, Tom, that you're losing all of your opportunities to sing.
2: Oh no, no, we'll work that out. No. Yeah, sure. It'll it'll happen. <laughs> and, Rene and, and, and
1: Descartes.
2: Who? Rene it's Descartes. the birthday
1: today in 1596 of Rene Descartes.
2: Ooh, who that?
1: <laughs> the one who said, I think, therefore I am. Oh. Do you remember that?
2: That's a, that's a great thing to say.
1: He's a revolutionary figure in both mathematics and philosophy. His most famous utterance gives rise to a good restaurant joke. One that not everyone gets right away.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. When I tell that joke, I love to see the reaction I get to it. People either just like wreck their, they they put a funny little twist in their eyebrows, and they, they say, what? And then I tell them two more ways, and then they walk away completely befuddled.
1: Okay, so it, 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 Descartes was in a, a Paris restaurant one night. Yep. And he enjoyed a large, excellent, as you would say, repast. The waiter offered him a dessert on the house. And Descartes pushed it away and paused <laughs> for a moment and said, I think not. And then he disappeared. <laughs>
2: and and if you get that joke, call us up and we'll put you well, you'd on the Well, you have to know about
1: Rene Descartes.
2: Well, I just assume that everybody knows that or oh, really? it is easy to to find I think it, that's
1: you? a grand assumption, Tom. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've been telling that
2: joke for at least 30 years.
1: Mhm. But you I didn't make that, that one up, joke. did you?
2: I didn't make it up. Yeah, no. it's
1: a great joke.
2: But okay. I read it from somewhere and the person I read it to said what? <laughs> so I just keep it going and uh, and it's always a laugh. <clears throat> yes. So He's if ex- you if you don't if you didn't catch some well, of you this, you have to
1: be familiar with him.
2: Yeah. But here's what you do: go He's to no menu right now, no That's our web website, no menu n o m e n u dot com, and it's right there in the middle of the newsletter. And this the joke it will be released there, and you'll be happy if you ever got involved with it. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. And now.
1: You have something in your almanac about oranges and lemons. Oranges and lemons day. Lemons and lemons (laughs) and people. What? Wow, you said I've already had three big Louisiana naval oranges this morning for their matchless juice. Remember the good old days? And I put that in quotes and I roll my eyes. The good old days when Tom would make a gigantic mess by. Squeezing all of the oranges that he squeezed for every day of your life. And so, when did you <laughs> finally give that up, Tom? When, were uh, you, when did you come into the 20th century or the 21st century and switch to uh, juice? There,
2: there was a <laughs> new uh, person in the uh, in the in the room, and she refused. Uh, and it.
1: No, that's not it. Something happened where the last one of the endless string of those that you used for so long broke. And instead of getting (coughs) – excuse me, I think this goes back to actually Vincent Riccobono at Matina Bella. Could be. I think Vincent Riccobono gave you some orange juice that he uh, used at the restaurant that you liked. Yeah, yeah. And then um, he gave you some, and you said, You know what? This is so good. I it think is I'm going to quit squeezing oranges and just drink this. Mm-hmm. That was probably 10, 12 years ago. <clears throat> and so we haven't had to squeeze any oranges since then. Mm. But you do. Was it the stuff that you're drinking now, the home style uh, orange juice?
2: No. Uh, it's, um, it comes in a really huge jug. And, and I don't drink it that much. I mean, I drink it every day, but I don't need that much of it. Uh, I don't know. It's an interesting, very, very tedious little question to, to worry You said
1: about. in here that the season for Louisiana oranges, navel oranges, <coughs> which are distinctly different from regular yeah. oranges, uh-huh. aren't they? Do you yes. like them better?
2: Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Why? Uh, they just have a, a, a smoother taste. Mm-hmm. It's about the best way I can put it. And uh, my least favorite are those funny little uh, – nobody knows what they call them.
1: Valencia oranges?
2: Valencia oranges. I thought no. you loved Valencia oranges. No, Valencia oranges, oranges actually from <laughs> Valencia. In Spain? In Spain. Yeah. You will go down on your knees to get some more of that. That is some of the most as a matter of fact, Spain all over Spain it's like
1: well that. the Mediterranean. like do you remember that orange juice that we got on the street in Turkey that day? Yes it was was that it? It was wow it's like a whole other world of orange. Two six zero six three six eight is the number you're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2.
2: dang along. It's the food show. Let's see. We were working on a, a little thesis. We're talking
1: about oranges.
2: Oranges and. Uh, it's oranges and lemons days. Citrus. And citrus. Oranges, oranges and lemons. and
1: lemons day today. Those that's are both citrus. Satsumas, but not too. at all interchangeable. No, that's true. I mean, true. one is sweet. The other is sour. And, uh, and I much Nothing's prefer like lemons. Nothing's like satsumas. Nothing's like satsumas. That is true. Nothing. I love satsumas. But those are gone for the year. Mary Lee got some strawberries. Oh? Louisiana strawberries to make some chocolate dipped strawberries. These strawberries were the size of your palm almost. Mm. And they had virtually no flavor. And all we could remember was the days of sweet strawberries where they were normal sized berries. And uh, and I just wonder what's going on with that. I wonder mm. why those are that gigantic. I hope they're not messing with them to make them that big because they're unnaturally big and they've lost their flavor. Mm. <clears throat> now, well, maybe it was just the beginning. I don't know. You know but- th-
2: this is the good news on that. This is the beginning or maybe even the advanced beginning of all of those citrus plants this time of year. It's, well,
1: it's, the citrus, the, the ones you were talking about, oranges and and those, that ends in December around Christmas. Yeah. Well, we've but had a funny, a funny year. Which originally started out being at their peak in uh, April, like middle to late April. And then they started coming on to the scene in January, and now it's it's now so late february early march but what i've seen so far of the crop of strawberries is underwhelming at best Mm. anybody else have that experience 260-6368. Two six zero six three six eight. Very disappointed in Louisiana strawberries thus far this year. I'm hoping that that was just the beginning and it's going to get better. I don't know. How about crawfish? Are the crawfish good? Are they everybody's, plentiful?
2: Everybody's uh, trying to get crawfish sold. Uh, it even happened yesterday. I went. When we, we have, were at,
1: when we were at Crabby Shack, we had some delicious boiled crawfish,
2: and I had some with my breakfast yesterday.
1: Oh you did yeah. at Matina Bella
2: at Matina Bella oh yeah and they were doing uh, it was there were several different possibilities. One of them was uh, a waffle. another one is uh, a dish that I actually created there but they d- they have been doing it with crab meat. now they're doing it with uh, crawfish, which uh-huh. is a great idea.
1: Crawfish Benedict uh-huh uh, so exactly. So they must be very plentiful this year the crawfish yeah, they I looked think good so. when I saw them. yeah A lot of people are doing crawfish boils. Francesca has a crawfish boil on Fridays.
2: Francesca.
1: Francesca. Oh, oh, Francesca. Over Mm -hmm. on... uh, 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 On Harrison. Harrison Avenue. Yeah, yeah. and I'm sure that's good. Anyway, did anybody go to the Francesca crawfish boil on Friday? Because uh, I have no doubt that it was good. They also are doing crawfish boils on Mondays at Seaworthy. Mm. So that is going on through March. So that would be today. It's called Lundi craw
2: <laughs> now I've heard of that it's very clever
1: but it, yeah it's uh it starts at four o'clock yeah. in their uh, happy hour and it's at Seaworthy through the month of March mm-hmm. so there's a lot of lot of opportunities to get f- good food as there always have been and hopefully always will be here
2: yep they have a way of doing <clears that zero six
1: three six eight today the Eiffel Tower opened
2: it did I mean forever or the real or one. Just the oh the real one. The wow. real one. Because then you get story.
1: into what happened to the one here. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the real Eiffel Tower opened today in let's see, I want to say eighteen eighty nine. Eighteen eighty nine, yes. Mm. The Eiffel Tower was oh it was dedicated. Alexander Gustave Eiffel let the French flag fly from the tower summit. In the ceremony, it opened to the public about a month later as the entrance to a World's Fair. The tower had a restaurant at the lower platform level until the 1980s when it was disassembled, packed into – oh, was that where that came
2: from? I was waiting for you to get into that so we could talk
1: <laughs> packed about Packed into containers and shipped to New Orleans. A new structure was built for it at the corner of Josephine and St. Charles – Where Restaurant de la Tour Eiffel opened in 1985. It did not do well and closed about just three years. It's been several other restaurants since, including the current occupant, the Eiffel Society. Mm. Um, Anybody, and I'm speaking directly to you, Michael75, I'll bet you you have been to the, um, the Jules Verne, which is actually... Up in the Eiffel Tower, and I really wish that we had gone to that restaurant when we were there. <coughs>
2: That's the one that actually was up the, the it's tower. Up
1: in the tower. Yes. Have you been there, Tom?
2: I have been. You
1: ate at that restaurant.
2: I did Jules indeed.
1: Verne. Okay.
2: And uh, but what was even more fun is that much later, uh, much later, uh-huh. uh huh, they were uh, what the guys who had bought all the stuff. Brought it to New Orleans.
1: Yeah, but but that's not the Jules Verne. No, 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 okay. no.
2: That's a different story. But <laughs> okay. when they were here, it was one of those days that I remember fondly.
1: Uh huh.
2: I was asked. There was a, there was a a group of um models. Models. Oh, you know the story already.
1: I know all your okay. stories, but go ahead. They might not.
2: There was a. Uh, <clears throat> This was again the leftovers from the Eiffel Tower restaurant. This was
1: restaurant. when Tom was a player, this
2: is way up in the tower, uh-huh. and they had long since torn it all down and and packaged it off in the side somewhere. No,
1: it wasn't Tom, because the restaurant that's up high is still there. That's the Jules Verne. Oh, okay. Verde. Well,
2: Then I'm, I'm. So the
1: restaurant on the ground floor is gone. Yeah. And replaced by crowds of people waiting to get in the Eiffel Tower.
2: Yeah. Or and something people entertaining
1: like that. Those people. Yeah.
2: All I know is that all of these uh, all of these things had been packed up into big
1: pardons, uh, uh,
2: pardons, crates, crates, crates. crates. Yeah. Cr- yeah, crates, would do, would do just fine. Uh-huh. And uh, there was a, a group of uh, five or six young women women who are uh, involved in doing model work uh, for the opera, the New Orleans Opera. Oh, really? Yes. And uh, they asked me if I, because they didn't have very many guys there, uh, if I could kind of help out and be a host. uh uh-huh. Because they were going over to, uh, back to the building where, um, oh, what's his name, took over the place and he was running a restaurant. Danielle fact, Bono. Danielle Bono. And I said, sure, Danielle, <laughs> I'll, I'll take out your models sure, with you. Sure, yeah. And we went with uh, uh, Champagne. Uh-huh and uh this strawberries re- uh, unbelievable amount of different kinds of crepes which ah, is something uh-huh. that uh, Danielle was pretty good at mm-hmm. and i i just couldn't handle that quite you know it was really? one of those things if i if i were the kind of playboy that i think of uh, as me but of course you know we wait, wait, all know wait, did
1: you actually say that you think
2: what
1: wait so you you actually do think of yourself as a playboy sure really sure that's charming
2: yeah don't you think so
1: do i think they it, it adds excitement to my life think don't that, you think or do i think that you but never mind well I, you know it's con, it's so complicated into. and <laughs>
2: and I'm such a nerd about so many of these things that I I just you know it all has a way of uh, evaporating into nothingness
1: anyway i am specifically <laughs> speaking to anyone who has been to the eiffel tower yep restaurant that is still in the eiffel tower called jules verne it's very pricey and uh i wish that i had just blown it and gone because you know you never know when you're going back i was there with the kids uh after the olympics in 2012 let's go to ron the gourmet waiter ron the
2: gourmet waiter is awaiting for us in fact
4: good afternoon how are you all doing
2: we are uh, chugging along and trying to make sense of
4: everything. Okay. Tom, I wanted to ask you a question.
2: <laughs> ask me.
4: Tom, when you cook, how often or how frequently do you use the French technique of deglazing a pan? After I do it you all the time. Pop? Okay. Tell me, tell me one of your favorite recipes or just maybe something that you do at home, and I'll tell you why I'm asking. I'm trying uh-huh. to teach my neighbors how to do it. I do it all the time. I use mm-hmm. champagne to deglaze, I'll use yeah. orange juice, I'll use beer, wine, anything. Tell me how you typically would go through the process of deglazing a pan and then building the sauce.
2: Well, so you have here liquids of various kinds. So you can you can, and you can go in completely different directions depending on what you've got in your hand and what which direction it's going to be headed. But what is going on, and I'm just assuming that, the people we're talking to aren't 100% up to it. Uh, you have this liquid that could be juices that came out of a, a, uh, a meat dish. You could get uh, uh, something that involves any kind of wine. A- anything you would have drunk, you would have probably liked this, too. Uh, and you ju- just add it a little bit at a time, and the whole uh, uh, con- uh, containment of what you have in the pan there is is going to slowly get thicker and thicker, but much more flavorful. And you you have to be. As you
4: scrape the so bottom.
2: <clears throat> you don't scrape the bottom, not from my money, anyway. Uh, I, I I think okay. this is something you have to be very careful about doing. You don't want it to all of a sudden go brown on you. you it's, it, it's careful. And, uh, what, but once you do it, you come up with something that is uh, adds a huge depth of flavor to the pan and everything in it.
4: Because yeah, I'm I'm gonna that's good I'm gonna play the this podcast back to my neighbors because I told them I wanted them to learn how to do it I, I've uh, there you go. I've talked to them a couple well, of times. It's super anyway, simple. Just, how just, do you do it, way. Ron? Well, if I'm doing it, one thing I might do is I might take a, a, a piece of chicken breast and and kind of thin it out. Maybe maybe cut it into a thinner strip. I'm gonna get my my pan on medium heat. I'm gonna throw a little bit of olive oil in and then one knob of butter. I'm going to let that get heated up. I, I'm going to dredge this through seasoned flour once to get a thin coat. In it goes. I mm-hmm. wait about two minutes. I move it around. Once it's golden brown, I flip it over. I wait about another two or three minutes, and I'm going to take that out of the pan, and I'm going to put that on top of some Brabant potatoes. And now what I'm looking at is a little bit of flour, a little bit of olive oil, and a little bit of butter. So I'm going to add a little bit more oil, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a wine, like a white wine, since it's chicken. And then I'm going to pour a little bit of wine in, and I'm going to take a wooden spoon, and I'm gradually just going to very carefully scrape the bottom of that because I'm trying to pick up all those flavor components that are stuck to the bottom. The benefit is the acidity from the wine is helping me do that chemically. So then once I realize I've scraped the bottom of the pan – Now I'm going to build my sauce. In comes a touch of chicken stock, just a touch of white wine, maybe a touch of cream, one more knob of butter, some basil, some rosemary, and some thyme. And then I'm going to go ahead and keep stirring as this reduces. Then, boom, in come a couple of mushrooms, maybe just a touch of Parmesan cheese, and then I pour that all over the chicken and potatoes and say the blessing.
1: Aha. That sounds delicious. Yeah, Yeah, I
2: think you've got about it uh, pretty much nailed (laughs) down. Uh, the the only thing uh, is that that would give me a little trouble. It's not much. Uh, is that if you put a knob of butter? I've not ever used butter in knobs myself, so I might be way off on this. But when when you have that in there, there's a very good chance that the butter, which has a lot more uh, uh, butter, butter no the water. It, it, wait wait hang on a second. It's it, it has a lot more water in it than you imagine uh, butter is yes. loaded with water so you don't want that to get in there and then brown on you because then it's start, you start getting these these flavors that are you know, like a little little over the edge other than that Agreed. i think you're solid as a, a rock
1: I, i'm going to be doing this for them this
4: weekend it. there's about 15 of them and uh, we're having a party so i'm cooking and i'm bringing several pans over and i'm going to be teaching them how to do it
1: Sounds, anyway, yeah.
4: great show as always. I'm going to be playing the podcast to all of these people this weekend. Well,
1: fast forward po- past the part we offered and go straight to the one that you did because yours sounds better.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, would I fast forward to the best part. The website could not be better. I told you that the other day. I've been looking at it lately. It is awesome with a capital Thank A. You. Thank you. Oh, good. You ought it to see It is, honestly, it it is they, exceptional.
2: They uh they have put in something that quotes on the subject of of uh food. And it goes on for a page after page, like hundreds of pages, I, I'm tempted to say. Uh, go take a look at it, because it's very entertaining.
4: Yep. I love it. Thank you very much. Great show, as always. Thank,
2: Thank you. you. Thank Nomenu.com. Thank you. That's what's happening
4: there.
1: 260 2638 2638 six, six, Still looking for anyone who has been to the Jules Verne in the Eiffel Tower. Aha. Uh, I'll settle for anyone who's been to the Eiffel Tower restaurant here, but I really would like to talk to someone who actually did go to the Jules Verne.
2: Oh, well, <laughs> we'll find out.
1: For me, it's one of those experiences, and I usually don't do this.
2: Yeah, and?
1: If I'm someplace, I kind of try to live by the uh, Seals and Crofts song. Is it Seals and Crofts? You may never pa- we may never pass this way again. Mm-hmm. So if I'm somewhere... Usually, no matter what it costs, if it's you know not something that I have to sell something to get, but uh, I will splurge on something like that because we may never pass this way again. It's true. And <clears throat> this was one time I didn't do it. and I wish th- I wish that we had. So uh, I would like to know if anyone has been to the Jules Verne in the Eiffel Tower in Paris. I'll bet you the Scots have been there. They've been everywhere else. But they kind of live like Parisians when they go. They go rent a space for a month or more, and they go to the market and get the bread and cheese and have a glass of wine, and that's dinner, you know. It could be. (laughs) This is my fantasy to go move into some place for a month and just live like a local I think it's it's probably a really cool thing to do. I'm sure I'll never do it because really I live like an American wherever I go someplace, but but I think that's a great uh it's a great image. My brother did that when he went to Israel. My brother goes to Israel a lot, but anyway, the last trip. They were there for about a month and they rented an Airbnb inside the old town. And it was something like fifty six dollars a night. <clears throat> But they lived like a local, kings. and no, they didn't live like no. kings. They lived like peasants, oh, and that's they right. and they loved it because it was just like you know they'd go to the market and and that was what they did. Mm-hmm. It was it's it's a cool idea. I keep fantasizing about. it. Let's go to Steve.
5: I've been to Tower Records and I've been to Tower Pizza. <laughs> Congratulations. That's about as close as I can get. But
1: that's okay.
5: Okay, what's the name of that rest, that new place in Mandeville that you were raving about—the fried chicken and they do the oysters and they have a really good oyster thing. It's kind of a—they uh, have lots of different. Is it Hambone? Chi- Are
1: you talking about Hambone? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uh huh. Okay,
5: hambo. where exactly is that? We're getting ready to go out tomorrow night with some people, and I was thinking about trying to talk them into doing that.
1: Okay. You better check because yeah, I don't know what their schedule of hours right. is. Right. I suspect a Tuesday night might
5: not be a great night. To, they might not be open.
1: Yeah, I suspect that it's one of those places where there's a very good chance that it's not open. Right. But if it is open, I highly recommend it. It's on Gerard Street. Okay. Gerard Street. Um, and it is. I don't know, maybe... Closer to the
5: lake or
4: closer to Florida?
1: It's closer to the lake. Okay. It's almost equidistant. If you know... It, thank you, Doug. What was it again? 544 Girard. Uh, it's the old uh, v- Vianne's Tea Room. Do you remember that place? Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. That's where it is. It's right okay. there. Okay. All okay. right. And... and If you don't make it there. You
2: won't make it anywhere.
1: (laughs) If you don't make it. Oh, so they are. So they're open on Tuesday. So go there. That's great. You'll love it.
5: Okay. Also, when are you going to get Mary Lee involved on the show?
1: Oh, (laughs) that ain't going to happen. Really? No, she's not. You know what she is? We used to always say this about her. Do you remember the Munsters? Yes. She's Marilyn Munster. Well but she can learn. No, she can't. Okay. What do you, what do you mean? Yeah, right. no, she's she's uh well,
5: <clears throat> I have a feeling you're gonna need her, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I need her for so much already, I just don't know what else I can extract yeah. from her.
5: Okay, you know, well, you I know. I don't know what
1: I can extract from her. The kids have been very, very involved.
5: Yeah, that's, The new that's website
1: design is hers. The yeah. The underneath that design is Jude's, and I am just the, the writer, so, you know. Right, um, so she's—they're maxing. They're maxing already. But anyway, <laughs> but okay, I'll—I I'll, well, will you, take you, it under consideration just and mention it to her, which on, she mom. will find extremely funny. What?
5: I said, just whip her into shape. Come on, mom.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> she is hilariously funny. I will tell you this: she's hilariously funny, and well, uh, and you know, it's, it's a.
5: It's, it's one of those things that you just got to stick your toe in the water and do it. I was in a business for a long time – well, not a long time. We, my wife and I did network marketing for a little while, for about three years, and did real well at it. And the first time I had to get up and speak in front of a, an audience, I was terrified, but I, had, I was laughing. I told the people, I said – if I could just have a guitar in my hand, I'd be fine because I had played music for years, and with I a know. guitar in my hand, I wasn't scared, you know yeah. but uh, what do you do well, with your hands? that thing, so you know all she's got to do is is try, and I'm sure if she's funny she could she could do it, so it's go uh, away it's- leave me alone. <laughs> there you are. We have another whole
2: hour of our program Thank coming you, up. After Steve, we I will
1: mention it. Check on her. the news.
2: So stay tuned.
1: WWL 105.3 FM HD2.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.